I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today, we're gonna to be talking about why you broke no contact. You know, Margaret, one of the things that we see time and time again is that people will break no contact because they get so anxious. Absolutely, we see it day in and day out. A lot of times, you know, when you're watching our channel, um, you're still overwhelmed and terrified and just going through so many different emotions. There's just a moment of weakness. Maybe you've had some alcohol in you. Maybe uh, it's the, you know, late at night. Uh, something causes you to break no contact. And today we're gonna help you guys understand what's going on inside of you. Because, you know, there's a little thing called the brain, right? Right. <laughs> some of you guys, the brain is bigger. Some, <laughs> but you know, the ones that are watching our channel obviously have the bigger brains. And wonderful taste <laughs> as well. And so Margaret's got a really good article here that's gonna help kind of explain what's going on within you internally that causes you to break that contact, to break the no contact, and to, you know, get overwhelmed by your own emotions. And then you say, oh my God, what did I do, right? Yeah. You don't want to have to say that to yeah. yourself. All right. Um, as we all know, attachment styles influence us from the cradle to the grave. The research tells us that if you have an anxious style, sometimes called preoccupied in yeah. adults. Preoccupied anxious. Yeah. You were probably raised by one or more parents who were inconsistent in how they responded to you when you were young. Yes, and now, just you've heard me, us say this before. Yeah, just let me help, quickly review. If you're avoidant, um, you probably very rarely got your needs met. Mm -hmm. If you're anxious, you got them met some of the time. Mm -hmm. um, especially when you were upset and needed reassurance. Sometimes the parent is warm and accepting, and at other times cold and rejecting. Mm -hmm. The key is that you never know what you are going to get. Because children need to feel safe in their relationships with parents, mm -hmm. they become very vigilant, hyper-vigilant in watching the parents. Let's talk about this for a second. Okay. So what Margaret is saying is that if you had a parent that would sometimes give you attention mm -hmm. and sometimes didn't, mm -hmm. and it wasn't based on you. It was based on how they felt that day. Yeah and you couldn't control that, you don't know what to expect. Right. And that's oftentimes why you might find uh, your romantic partners to be very confusing. Right. If you have a history of finding romantic partners confusing. Like if you just say, I just don't understand men. Well, maybe your dad was very confusing and gave mm -hmm. you a lot of mixed messages, right? That's right. So um, what happens is 
as a child because your relationship with your parents feels well it means life or death right because if they abandoned you yeah. and left you yep. you couldn't take care of yourself so you become preoccupied with that relationship with watching them all of the time so that you can try to predict and they put it very nicely here whether it's a good hug day or a bad go to your room day yeah you want to be prepared for whatever reaction you're going to get mm -hmm. okay so it's making you so anxious that you're like i don't know what to expect so i need to expect the worst and i have to prepare for it this monitoring enables the child to shift his or her behavior in order to head off painful rejection mm -hmm. okay so in other words you don't want to do anything that's going to make your parents reject you because if they reject you and they abandon you you're going to die now paying all this attention to them may work in the short term but that with consistent practice it becomes sort of habitual that you're always being hyper vigilant because it's happened to you so often, yeah. it just kind of instills in who you become as right. an adult. And then you become the same way in your romantic relationships. That's right. Okay. Um, you become hypervigilant for threat cues and preoccupied with the environment and close relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay? So again, you're going to now watch your partner very carefully. Mm -hmm. Top attachment researchers, Philip Shaver for one, Look at this style as reflecting hyperactivation of the attachment system, mm -hmm. wherein the person's social threat detection apparatus is always stuck in the on position. Okay? Okay, can you so explain what that means? Always watching. Mm -hmm. um, so you go from your parents to your lover, um, and you're always doing the same thing with your lover that you did with your parents. You're looking at them, studying them all of the time mm -hmm. to see if there's any threat that they might pull away or disappear. It's really an abandonment fear. Exactly. So you're hyper-vigilant, hyper-anxious that there's any change in your partner's response to you. Okay. Okay. So we're going to go a little bit deeper now. Yeah. And you're going to like this. Modern brain imaging research confirms this statement in finding that those brain structures that pick up on threat cues from the environment that's called your amygdala okay. are actually larger in people with anxious attachment styles okay isn't so, that something yes so there are literally parts of your brain that are larger when you have an anxious attachment style yep. now all the anxious people will be like see i knew i was smarter yeah see you are got <laughs> my amygdala is bigger my, my amygdala is bigger than yours all right, um, so... So what happens when the amygdala is big, bigger? So if you have this style, mm -hmm. you are likely to pick up readily on subtle emotional cues from others, experience strong emotional reactions, and take a long time to come down from those reactions. Okay, so you're going to get intense, strong emotional reactions, and it's harder for you to calm down afterwards. Because you, you, you pick up on the slightest change yes. in your partner if they shift their thoughts for a minute you pick up on it yes um, and it can be real or imagined that's right it, you could be yep. imagining that they're being distant maybe they're just tired and they need a nap or you might have stopped to look at the clock 
and shifted your eyes, and mm -hmm. that, that, can, that can do it. Something as small as that can do it. And then you tend to ruminate, and for those who don't know what that means, it's an oddly used word. Um, it means think about over and over again. Mm -hmm. If you ruminate on something, it's yeah. constantly. And you ruminate on, on whatever this cue was, mm -hmm. and, have, and then your thoughts get hijacked while you were activated. Now what does that mean? That means that your thoughts then tell you that there's a threat, and you have to fix it. Yep. Okay. And so, that's all you can think about. Right. Is you're, fixing. You that. lose control of your thoughts at that point, and mm -hmm. all your thoughts can think about is fixing the situation. I must reconnect with my ex. Yeah. If I don't, I'm going to lose them forever, and you become obsessed with it. The obsessive thoughts. I have to fix yep. this. I have to fix this. I have to fix it. I have to reach out. I have to I, do something. I have to do something. And that's why you. I have to break no contact. And you enact behaviors to do just that. Mm -hmm. The problem is that what you do to fix things often results in just making things worse. Mm -hmm. And they speak of a scene from movie from the movie Swingers. Yep, Swingers. It was a great movie, older movie with uh, John Favreau and um, Vince Vaughn, mm -hmm. and. He is going through a situation with this girl and he just starts going crazy and starts blowing up this woman's phone. And this is when they had answering machines back oh in the God, day, house yeah. phones. All right. And he's just leaving message after message after message after message and it just spirals I out of control. I can imagine, yeah. I can imagine. Okay, so that's just what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. This guy's thoughts were hijacked. One reason it is hard to control the hijacking even though you know you really shouldn't make that phone call, is that the wiring from your senses to your brain's threat detection center is quicker than the wiring from your senses to your cortex where conscious thought occurs. Okay, so let, let's explain that. What does that mean, Margaret? What is going on? She's saying there's a wiring issue going on there, right? Right, right. so the, the urge to do something, fix it, do something, repair. do anything, there's a threat, yeah, mm -hmm. repair it. Gets to your brain before your logical part of your brain that says, wait a minute and think before you do this. Mm -hmm. so Coach Craig has said 500 times, don't reach out and here I am, reaching out. Right. But you've already done it before you remember that Coach Craig said that, mm -hmm. okay? So that your, your thoughts get hijacked and you're liable to act before your rational self kicks in. Because you feel like you're dying. Right. You really do, yeah. It's it's real fear. It's not just you know sort of mild anxiety. It's it's terrible. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, your fear gets to your brain before, and you, that makes sense before your logic, because if you're in a dangerous situation, you have to act pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That old woolly mammoth could be there once again. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So by the time you have had time to figure things out through ration, through rational means. You have already experienced a surge of adrenaline, which tells the rest of your brain that there is a threat out there that has to be eliminated. Mm -hmm. In this case, it's the anxiety, yeah. the space between you. All right. You have to contact them to connect them. So if you have an anxious attachment style, it's very important to realize that your emotional barometer is too sensitive and gives you false positive readings. Okay. In other words, the slightest little thing can trick 
trigger your alarm bells. Okay, that my partner's pulling away from me. Yeah. All right. So that's number one. Number two, be aware that it will be hard to think clearly when you are emotionally activated. Mm-hmm. All right. Give yourself time outs. Take an extra 30 minutes or more before clicking send on that email. Mm, you better give yourself more than 30 minutes. Yeah. Give yourself 30 days. Well, yeah, but, you know. <laughs> Just joking. In other Just words, joking. be very careful not to act impulsively. Um, if you write the, the email, there it is, but don't send it right away. If the don't person, send it at all, really, Margaret. Yeah, don't send it at all. Don't send it at all. Right. They're saying don't send it right away, but we're talking about don't do breakups, don't and we're saying do don't it. do it at all. If the person you are talking to tries to distance him or herself, let it happen and try again another time. Don't go back over it. Take your phone, bury it in the backyard, yeah. <laughs> give it to a friend, do whatever turn you have it, to take do. it apart, hide the battery in the safe, <laughs> lock it up, do whatever you have to do, don't reach out. Um, tell yourself there is nothing to fix. Unless it is a life or death situation, it can wait until tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So by now, you have your logical self back about you and you can say that. Mm -hmm. But initially, you had to fix it right now. Distract yourself. Go do something else to take your mind off it. Mm -hmm. That's easier said than done. That's Mm -hmm. like distracting the toddler with a cookie. Go have a cookie. (laughs) Um, Come to understand that talking about the problem over and over again with your friends may keep your system activated. In other words, give yourself a chance to come down from being super anxious, Mm -hmm. okay? And remember that having an overly sensitive threat detector also makes you extremely empathic. And I was sharing a a case I had, had with Craig a minute ago that people who have lived with that kind of anxiety can do instant flawlessly accurate assessments of other people. Mm -hmm. Um, If your well-being or even your life sometimes depends on predicting um, the activities of an adult, people who've been through this kind of stuff have powers the rest of us don't have. And I was sharing a a story with Craig when I, I had a new job one time and my first client was a woman who was borderline and had many other diagnoses. Mm-hmm. She looked like half of the DSM-4 at that point. That's what it was at that point. And the boss walked by, who had just hired me a few days ago, and she said, he is a terrible man. And I thought, oh no. I already know what kind of a family this woman came from, and there's no way that assessment is not correct because her life depended on it at some point. And sure enough, she was absolutely right. You know, kids are often very accurate absolutely. about this stuff too. Yes. And so, yes. you know, I've shared a few stories about my childhood and how I was able to pick that up about my stepmom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think I'm really astute to those kind of things sure too. You are. Oh, because sure. my stepdad was like, he literally stepped out of a Godfather movie. Actually, both of them were. Um, and, you know, so they were always yelling and arguing, um, punching holes in the wall, you know, flipping the furniture. And so I think I became really good at sure. picking up those things too. That's and why that's you're why, so good. you know, when we worked together at one particular place, 
I, I could pick up right away that I didn't like somebody and I was like, have to stay away from this person at all costs. Right. Right. And I was right. And you were right. You were absolutely right. You had pegged every one of them correctly. Now, Margaret had a different <laughs> relationship with that person, so she could see behind the scenes how things were. And yep. and I was accurate. You were right on. But I was like, ooh, get yep. me away from this and woman. And he couldn't have been more right. And this woman fooled people up and down the whole East Coast. Let yeah. Tell you. Everybody thought she was wonderful. Yep. And I'm like looking down corridors to make sure she's not there. <laughs> no. Because I, I really didn't want to deal with her. She and he was, was absolutely right. Yeah. So, you know, because of what it was like in my home, I learned to pick up those things and be really uh, accurate in picking up small details about people that'll yeah, just sure. get something. Sure. Yeah. All right. But, you know, hopefully looking at this will help you realize that there is a physical response in your brain. And that is why many of you break no contact because you know that brain is just kicking in yep and before you can think about it you've already done something right so don't beat yourself up too much and say oh how could i have done that don't blame your amygdala well yeah that too that too <laughs> yeah. yeah when your ex said what happened my amygdala. my amygdala did it i don't believe it no don't do that don't blame the amygdala just kidding guys Someone will do it. I yeah. can wait. And someday, I, I blame the amygdala and she cursed me out. She said, what's that and get out of my life. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that was a really informative video and it really helped overlook the internal things that you go through and why, what we, why we do what we do. Yeah. So, of course, when you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, askcraig.net. Sign up for the coaching, the option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is available for I'm Skype available. coaching. Feel free to contact me. I'll be happy to talk with you. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to get with her. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. I am podcasted on iTunes and Spotify and so much more. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.